say um, there are in our halachic history some uh, very interesting gittin, from very interesting divorces um, that took place from a halachic perspective of which one I want to discuss today. Probably the most famous for those who are in the uh, in the inn, Hilchas Gittin. So uh, there's something that was a famous get called the Get of Cleves, which we're not going to discuss today. That's regarding the mental status of the um, of the of the husband. So we always want to discuss the mental status of the husband and the wife because Allah is that if someone has the category of a shota, so um, or of a cherish or a shota, we have to discuss the difference between a cherish and a shota. If someone has the status of a shota, then they would not be capable of giving a get. So that's always a, a discussion in terms of figuring out who has. Who has that uh, that status? But we're going to discuss today is another get called the get of Vienna, and then uh, there's going to be some introduction. But let's just state the case, and then we'll uh, and then we'll go into some of the details uh, in in Masech the Kedushin and Masech the Gerushin. And I think it's going to be a nice um, a nice introduction to those to this topic of Kedushin and Gerushin. You take a look at Os six and the six Maramakom and the Shul Maramul Blin. You're talking about some about three hundred years ago. He says as follows, Nishalti Adas Hamaisa Tamua Vizar. He says, This is a very strange and interesting case, a very uh, unbelievable case that he's about to discuss. And Shayla Kufchov Bez, in the sixth Maramakum in your handouts, Nishalti Adas Hamaisa Tamua Vizar. I was asked about a very strange situation. Shanasa Ata Mikarov Biviana Beget Shriv Mira. A Shriv Mira is someone who is basically on his deathbed. Now, um, generally speaking, divorce is typically given when two people are not getting along. Two people are not getting along, so they're not getting along, and they don't get along for enough time, and it's deep enough, so there's something called a divorce, something called a get. Um, and then you have something called the get shchiv mirah, which is very, very, very different. As a matter of fact, this case you're about to see, it was coined by some of the achronim as not being a get misina, a get because of tension, but a get miyahava, a get that's given out of love. What's, what, can, what's, what does it mean, a get given out of love? Usually you don't assume that a get is given out of love. They're so connected and so close and so tight. And this relationship is so deep and wonderful. Therefore he divorces her. What's, what does that even mean? Why would that ever happen? So before reading it inside, let me just tell you the case. The case, and it happens, um, actually, it's more common than you think. Especially now that we have the Medinat Yisrael. Because there's something called the Get Mulchama. And the Get Mulchama is also what we would coin a Get Miyahava. So let's discuss the Get Mulchama. But more importantly, the particular Get Shchiv Mira. You have a situation where a young couple, they don't have to be young, but let's just assume that they're a young couple and they just get married. And then um, the husband dies. Suddenly the husband dies. Right? There was a situation in our shul where a girl married a young man. A young girl married a young man. Three months later he passed away. Right? So, uh, man dies. So, man dies. Okay. So, it's unfortunate. She has to, re- you know, she should remarry. The only problem is that they don't have any children. That's not a problem. She can remarry unless what? Unless there's a living brother. If there's a living brother of the husband, but then before she can remarry, the Pasuk says, Right? You have to, um, you have to do something called Yibum. Yibam means that the brother of the husband who passed away, who did not leave any children, who didn't have any children, so there has to be a yibam, which would basically mean that the brother has to marry the girl who, uh, the wife of the brother. Um, we don't do yibam anymore. I don't even know if the Sfardim do yibam. I don't know if the Yemenites still do yibam. I, I could be that they do. I, I don't think so. I don't, not, not, certainly not in our circles. Um, but, what we do have, instead of Yibam, the Torah says, and if 
the man doesn't want to do yibum, or if the situation is that we're living in a zman where we don't do yibum, so then there's something else. In order for her to remarry, you have to do chalitza. Right? Everyone knows what's chalitza. So he bechalitza nalo miyarav. She takes off the shoe from his foot. She spits in front of him, and then the bezdin is there, and by they allow her to through the process of chalitza, they allow her to remarry. So in this particular situation, it's not a, it's not the biggest deal in the world, right? How far is it to get from? Let's say you have a brother. There's one living brother who's alive in Israel, and you're in America. So it's not a big deal. You pay for the for the for the brother's flight. It's a fifteen hundred dollar flight. You fly him here. He does the yibum, and then you fly him back. The whole thing can take uh, is, is a one day is a one day event, and now she can remarry. So again, you have a, a husband and wife. Uh, the husband dies. There's no children. He leaves the brother. Right? He leaves a wife, and he has a brother. So the brother has to do chalitza in order for allow her to remarry. The problem is, in this particular case. What's the, what I mean this, but by this particular case? Let's say we're talking about a case where the brother is anti-religious. Anti-religious. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it, or he didn't, he didn't get along with his sister-in-law. Or he didn't get along with his brother. And he doesn't, he, under any circumstances, he, he refuses to do chalitza. Or situations that took place in those days, which was less common today, is that to get from America to Israel now is $1,500 in 10 hours. But to get from America to Israel, or from America to Europe to Russia, from England to, you know, from Liverpool to, to, you know, to white Russia, in those days, it wasn't possible and you couldn't go. It was dangerous and it was difficult and people didn't have the money. It would take months and months, years. So, or, or she had a brother and she doesn't know if he's alive or dead, right? We don't even know, we have no idea where he is, if he's around, if he's alive, he's dead. We have no idea. So in that case, basically what we have created, it's not, no one's, no, no one's fault, but we have an aguna. That's a situation of an aguna. Of the woman who's agun, she can't remarry. Why can't she remarry? Because she is a different type of aguna. It's not that she doesn't have a get, it's that she doesn't have a chalitza, so she can't remarry. Everybody understand the case? Simple case? Unfortunately, simple case. Right? So she can't remarry. So what do we do? There's nothing we can do. We have to, we have to find the brother to do a chalitza. Without that chalitza, there's no way that she can remarry. Period. She becomes an Asian-ish automatically? Not, not an Asian-ish. Not an Asian-ish. Right. It's called the Yavam, it's an Issa Yavam al-Shuk. She can't remarry. If she did remarry, if she remarried, she wouldn't be an Asian-ish. Right. But she'd be in violation, both the husband and the, the 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 woman would be a violation of an isidaraisa called Yavamalashok. Loti listen, Lotiya Ashis Hames. It's funny that we call it Ashis Hames. The, the guy's dead. She's not the Ashis Hames anymore. But that's a that's a different sort of a different topic. Lotiya the, the woman who was married to the guy who died Hachutza, she can't marry someone else, Lishzar to some other guy, until she either does Yibam with the brother, or Chalitza with the brother. If she were to remarry and they had a child, the child, there is a position in the Gemara, we don't hold like this, the child would not be a mamzer, the child would be uh, just, uh, maybe we call it a child pogum, whatever that means, maybe you couldn't duchen if it was a coin, maybe, maybe, but um, but there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be mamzerus, but you're still, you're still in violation of an Isidarai, so you can't do it. So you need a Chalitza, no, no one is going to marry this Woman, unless she has the Yibam or the Chalitza. That's the Halacha. Yeah, Doug. There's still a requirement to do Chalitza even if the, um, if the surviving brother is, is married, I Yeah? You have to do Yibam if he's married. You have two wives, right? In, in those days, right? So if he's, if he's married and he has many children, he has to do either Yibam or Chalitza. There's no mamzeris, but there's the nisadar This is the raisa is called yavama l'shuk lo tiye eshes hamesa kutz elijzar yavama yavama leha. Fine. So now 
sometimes someone dies immediately, suddenly. We didn't know he was sick, he has a heart attack, he's dead. Okay, so nothing you can do in that situation. Sometimes someone, God forbid, gets into a car accident and dies immediately. So there's nothing you can do in that situation. And sometimes there's a husband who falls ill, right? He gets sick, very, very sick, and he's on his deathbed. And the doctors tell me there's a few days left. And there's, you know, what are you going to do? So in that case, maybe we have an out. What do we have an out? Very simple. I, we know we have a brother who lives on the other side of the road. We know we have a brother, we don't, but we don't know where he is. We know we have a brother who's not going to be interested in doing chalitza, no matter how much you pay him. Well, I'm not sure. Usually people do things for a price. But whatever it is, he's not going to do the chalitza. So now, what are we going to do? So we have a, once the, the husband's still alive, so we have, an, we have an out. You know what the out is? What's the out? Let me give a get. Let me give a get. So that's what we call a get. It's a get. He's giving his wife a get so that she should not be stuck after he dies. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful type of a get. It's called a get me. Well, it's not really called it. It's coined in the Yachronim. I'm not sure if that term exists in the Rishonim, but, uh, or in the Gemara, but it's called, what we call a get me Beautiful, uh, beautiful line. A get me So the question is, listen to the following case. The husband says, listen, I'm not giving a get. I'm not giving. What? Why? Don't you love your wife? Yeah, I love my wife. But I give her a get, and then the doctors are wrong. So what happens? I'm better. And she's going to say what? Too late. Let's remarry. She's not. I'm too scared that maybe she's not going to want to remarry me. Or let's talk about a more practical. Let's talk about a more practical. Let's talk about a more practical case. Right, right. Or unless what? He's a Cohen. Ooh. So if he's a Cohen, he says, "I'm not going to do this. I can't. I'm not going to divorce her because then if I get better, there's no way for us to get married again." Right? Or, let's say the relationship is not great. It's not meyahava, but it's something in the middle. And he's nervous that if I, can, if I let her go, she's never gonna, you know, if I let her give her the get, she's not gonna wanna remarry me. That's exactly what happened in the get of Vienna. They did, the young man who's sick, he doesn't wanna give a get. Doesn't wanna give a get. He's too nervous how it works, though. He doesn't wanna give it. They convinced me, they said, listen, you give a get, we make a promise, we make a neder. You give this get, if you get better, they were convinced he was gonna die. You get better, we promise. I promise, the wife promised that she's going, she's going to remarry him. He gives the get. He doesn't give the get al tnai on condition. We don't like giving gitten al tnai, even though the Gemara is filled with gitten that are given on condition, that it's only a get on condition that this and this takes place. So in theory, he could have said, I'll give a get on condition that I die, and in the next three weeks, it's a get now. But if I don't die, then the get is uh, nullified. He didn't, we don't do gitten al It's too complicated how gitten al work. So he says, you have a full get, but we promise that if you, uh, if you get uh, better, then we're going to remarry. So what happens? He gets better, and she says she's not remarrying him. He starts to scream, and the question goes through all of Europe and the whole Jewish world to the Rabbanim, to the Post, and Ramel Oblin, the Lavush, and everybody since then has something to say about this topic. Is this a good get or not? On the one hand, he gave the get, not al tanai he gave the get fully, but on the other hand, everybody knew that in his mind, the only reason that he was giving the get was in order to be able to allow the woman to remarry if he dies. If he doesn't die, then there was never his intention to give that get. That's what the question of the get of Vienna is. Let's take a look inside for a moment just to see the words. See how fascinating the Shaila is. 
Kishalti Adas ha Maisa Tamua Vizosha Nasa Atta Bikar of Viviana, but get Shivmira. May have Baal Seerli Yomim, Avram Avraham Volfish, me Lemberg. There's a young man from Lemberg, his name is Yitzchak ben Avram. And he gives um, a get to his wife, whose name was Batsheva Bas Hakatsin Haravaivish. So you have this woman, this Batsheva, who is a daughter of a big veer, apparently, the Katsin. Right? What's a Katsin? Officer. An officer, right? Someone very uh, fancy. And he gives a get shiver, which means a get as he's on the way out. He has one foot in the Yolam HaMS, and he writes the get. That before they actually did the get, before they processed the get, they came to the Yitzchak, they came to the dying husband, and they said to him, There's no proof that your husband, and there's no commitment by your, by your brother that he's going to do a chalitza. So what are we going to do? Your, your wife's going to be stuck. You know how bad it is for the neshama of a deceased to have leave a wife who's an aguna? It's a terrible thing. So they tell him, you have to give a get to your wife. Do the right thing. Give a get to your wife. It's not going to harm you. If you get better from your sickness, right? He wasn't a Kohen. She'll remarry you like the, be back to the way things were in the good old days. The only reason you're giving a get is that she shouldn't be stuck requiring a chalitza from your brother, Al Kain. And that's the question. That's the question. So that was the question. The end of the story is that he got better, and now the girl, the 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 the, 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 the wife, Batsheva, the son of the Katsin, Rav Avram, uh, Rav Vaivish, says, you know what? Now that I'm, now that I'm free, I realize, you know, I, I like being free. I, I, I think I can, I have better options. And he's screaming like you couldn't believe. How could you possibly do this to me? I gave a get only on condition. Well, you never made the condition. We know what you thought, but you gave the get. When you gave the get, you said, sorry. <laughs> when you gave the get, you said, So that's it. So that's the question. What's the story in this case? I mean, it sounds like, I don't know what it sounds like. It sounds like he gave a get. I mean, it's, he got, he got stabbed in the back, but what are you gonna do? You know, that's, that's life. Or, maybe you could say somehow that a get is dependent whether you say it or not on the bowels, on the husband's intent. And his intent clearly here was only to give the get if he dies. That it should only be hell. If he, if he doesn't die, the whole get is bottle of a vutl from the first moment. It's the question. Now the reason why this is such an important question because it opens up an entire sugya of Masech to Kedushin. The Gemara starts in Kedushin. Take a look. <clears throat> and the first Maramakam, and the, where is it? The, the second Maramakam. My mistake. The third Maramakam. The third Maramakam. Yes, Lenny. Don't we have the same thing when you're getting married? That if you're getting married to somebody under false pretense, that then that's a perfect excuse to say that the marriage really didn't... Mechachtos. So, so it should be a get toast. Why is it such a good question? It shouldn't, it shouldn't, right, that's, that's a good question. It's a good question. Just a, it's a mechach toast or it's a get toast. It's a get toast. We'll have to deal with that as well. Take a look at the third maramakum. The third maramakum, if you remember learning Masech the Kedushin, it's a very strange first blot in Kedushin. It's like a strange first blot. Matter of fact, the, the, the Rishonim say that the first blot and a half of Kedushin was not written by the Amorayim. 
The Mesechta Kedushin starts on Daf Gimel Amar Aleph. When it asks, the Mishnah begins, let's go over the Mishnah. A woman is Nikneis, becomes an Eshes Ish, with, in three ways. Kasef, Shtar, and Bia. Right? Then the Gemara says, Three ways, and it tells you the three ways. So the Gemara will often ask the following question. There's no extra word in the Gemara, in the Mishnahis. So why do you have to tell me a woman is Nikneis in three ways? Kesef Shtar. You just say a woman is Nikneis, but Kesef Shtar Why do you have to tell me three ways? I, I know it's three ways. If it was like 15, maybe I can't count that high. So you have to tell me the number. But three, I can count. Everybody can count up to three. Kesef, Shtar, and Bia. So the Gemara asks, Minyana the Reisha, why do you have to tell me the, the, the count? Why tell me three? What is that coming to exclude? Is it coming to exclude something else? So the, the Sefer Eater says, brought down on the back of the Gemara, that the Gemara Kedushin really starts from there. The later... After the Amorayim, there was a period which is sort of shrouded in mystery. We don't really know much about that period called the Saboroyim. Before the Gaonim, after the Amorayim, there was a period of a few hundred years where they basically <coughs> were uh, putting together the Gemara in the, in, more in the context, in the, in the structure that we have it. That's the Saboroyim period. And they basically were poskating Shilas. How do we poskate in the Gemara? So they added the first blot in half. First blot and half is not from the Amorim, it's from the Sabarim. What is the first blot and half about, if you recall? The Gebarah says, well, why do we use the Lashon of Nikneis? Why not use the Lashon of Mikadesh? You know, there's different Lashonos of Kedushin. Nikneis is a funny language, it means acquired. Mikadesh means made holy. Mikadesh. Matter of fact, the Gebarah says, matter of fact, the second Perek, the first Mishnah, uses the language of Mikadesh. Hoyish Mikadesh. So why in the first Mishnah do you use the language of Nikneis and the second Mishnah use the language of Makadesh? So Gemara wants to know, why change languages? Either use Nikneis in both places or use Makadesh in both places. You should say Ha'isha Mikudeshes or Miskadeshes or say Ha'isha Nikneis and then in the second paragraph say Ha'ish Konem. Why are you using languages of Nikneis, Makadesh? Why change the language when you're describing the process of Kedushin, of marriage. You hear the question? It's a basic question. So the Gemara says, in Kedushin Dav Beis, in the third Maramakam, the Gemara asks on Dav Beis, Amit Beis, in Kedushin, the first Gemara in Kedushin, why, um, Right? Why do we change languages where over there, over here we use Lashen Nikneis and over there we use Lashen Mikadesh? Kamara says the reason why is as follows. We want to use two different languages to teach me that uh, there's actually, it's hard, this is the way I'm learning the Gemara, to tell me <clears throat> the first language of Nikneis is actually rooted in the Torah. What does it say, the Lashen of Nikneis? Because it says, Kiyikachish Isha. Kiyikach, the Gemara learns that Nikneis is a, is a, is an, is a, uh, is an offshoot of the language of Kicha. Kiyikach, when a man takes a woman, that's rooted in the language of Nik, or Nikneis is rooted in the Lashon of Kicha. So it mentions Nikneis the first time around. The first Mishnah, it wants to tell me a, a Lashon that's used in the Torah, even though it's not really the Lashon used in the Torah, because the Lashon used in the Torah is Kicha, but it uses Nikneis which is connected to Kicha, so it uses the Lashon of Nikneis. And the second Mishnah, which uses the Lashon of Mekadesh, that's to tell me a halacha 
something else. What's it coming to tell me? So look at the Gemara. Mikaratani lishna daraisa. First it's telling me the language daraisa, that's the Lashon nicknames. Or the Psof, the Psof means in the second paragraph it tells me the language dirabanon, of Mikadesh. That's not mentioned in the Torah. It never uses the language of Mikadesh when referring to marriage. But that's a language that the Rabbanon coined. Why did the Rabbanon coin that word, Mikadesh, in, refer, in reference to marriage, in reference to Kedushin? We call it Kedushin. Because that's the language that the Chazal coined. What were they coming to tell us when Chazal coined that? They tell us the following idea, that what happens when a man is Mikadesh, a woman, that she becomes usher to the whole world like Hektish. When someone's Mikadesh something, when someone says that this table is Hektish, that this money is Hektish, that this yarmulke is Hektish, when that this, that this, uh, that this something is Hektish, Hektish means that no one has access to it, it is off limits, it belongs to Hektish, and it is off, it has a status of Hektish, and anybody who touches it is a violation of what we'd call Me'ilo, you're not allowed to get benefit from Hektish. So, Kiyakish Isha, Isha says that you have to. I don't know. I don't know. It says Kiyakish Isha. It says when you take a woman. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what we would have known, but I know that it's not clear. So Chazal coined the term hektish to tell me that you should know when you marry a woman. As a matter of fact, Sam, we'll get to that in a minute. Very good question. When you marry a woman, not only is there a kinyan, but there's a hektish. Sam asked the question: Is there ever a situation almost where you'd have? A Kenyan without the Hektish? Very strange. The answer is maybe. 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 Let's see. We'll get there in a moment. In a moment. But first, let's finish up the Gemara. So you know what just happened in this Gemara? What happened in this Gemara is very, very important. If you read the Gemara straight, you're not paying attention. You could think that the Gemara is just, you know, getting caught up in some, you know, language, linguistic question of what's the best term to use for marriage. You know, Lashen Nikneis or Lashen Mekadesh? I mean, yeah, so you go to the language class, you can learn about it then. That's the first Gemara in Kedushin that the Amoraim didn't even put in, that the Sabaraim had to add to teach me a, you know, a different word in Hebrew, Mekadesh. It's a funny Gemara. Unless you learn that this Gemara is actually the Yisod of the entire Mesech, the Kedushin and Gittin. Entire Yisod. This Gemara lays the groundwork for the halachic status and nature of a marriage and a divorce. There's something called nikneis and there's something called hektesh. <clears throat> nikneis means that when a man is ma- is kona, to use that term, it's a funny term, because Rav Moshe and all the Achram already point out, you're not really kona your wife. Everybody knows that. Matter of fact, the Ramban uses a language that when a man marries a woman, he's kona adon la'atzmo. Which is another way of saying, you're not kona her, she's kona you. You've, you've been kona a master for yourself. Right? Kona adon la'atzmo. Right? <laughs> well, that's what the Gemara, that's what the Ramban, so what does it mean kona? Kona refers to the, the relationship between the husband and the wife. The Kenyan labal. Hektish refers to not the relationship between the husband and the wife, but to what? The lack of relationship, the prohibition between this woman, your wife, and the rest of the world. There are two things that happen, maybe simultaneously, but they both happen. There's an Indian of Kenyan and there's an Indian of Kedushin. They're both part of every marriage, almost every marriage. 
sometimes, now if this is true, it would be fascinating and interesting, really, to, to, to let's look at some, I don't know what, I use the word strange marriages, a lot of strange marriages. I don't mean strange, like, relationship strange. I mean halakhically strange, halakhically different, unique, anomalies, where maybe you could find a Kenyan, a Kedushan, which has one element without the other. Is that possible? For example, the law is that if a woman is unfaithful, it's called a sota, the husband can no longer be with his wife. That's the halacha. Can she, at that point, before there's any get, can she be with someone else? No. So a sota creates a situation where she's also to the whole world, but the husband also can't have a relationship, have, have uh, relations with her. Why? What's the what's the reason? What's the svara? So the answer is, the way of Shachter explains in his Sefer Eretz Hatzvi, that what a sota creates is a very interesting situation. A sota means, a sota vada, I mean, she had this relations, means as follows. The Kenyan Labal is no longer there. That's pocket, that's removed. But the Isiliolam, the Hekdish, what? Still remains. So there are situations where you can have a marriage which has the hectic element without the Kenyan element. Which means there's no relationship anymore, but there's still us to the whole world you still have to give again. Another flip situation. Can you have a situation where there's a Kenyan without the hectic? Where there's a relationship element, but she's not also to the whole world, to the nation's ish. Kedushim before the Kedushim she's also to the whole world. That she's also to the whole world. I mean, she's... I mean, she's that's similar to the sota. I mean, she's not muttered to you. Midirabbanon, she's not muttered to you. Minatore, after Kedushin, husband and wife can be together. After Kedushin, the husband and wife, the Rambam passes in Ishus, I think it's Parakyud. After Kedushin, before Nesuim, before Chuppah and Yichud and the whole thing, once she says, without the Chuppah, now it's done all at the same time, without the Chuppah, she's a full Eshesish, and the man and the wife can be together. Midirabbanon, we don't allow it. Midirabbanon, Asur Arusa, Labaylam, Adivrei Sofrim. Minatore, it's but there are situations that, that Rashi seems to say in Kedushin Dafitas that a katan, someone who's under bar mitzvah, so does not, if he marries a woman, does not create the status of an Eshesish. She's, she's mutter to the real world. Minat Torah for sure. She's not an Eshesish. But there's still a Kenyan the katan. There's still a Kenyan. He can create the Kenyan, but there's no Isser. So you have situations where there's a hectish without Kenyan, where there's a Kenyan without the Hekdash. So this first Gemara is telling me there are actually two aspects. For, every, for a standard condition, there are two elements. There's the Kenyan, the relationship, the Hetel Abal, and then there's the Isilial Hekdash. Two different languages are telling me two different aspects of condition. And there are situations where you have one without the other, in both directions. You can have a Kenyan without the Hekdash, you can have a Hekdash without the Kenyan. You'll see what this plays the fundamental role in our question of the ghetto of Vienna. Now there's a very interesting um, Gemara in the end of Mesechta Gittin that says as follows. A man says to his wife, Harei at mugureshes mimeni. Harei at mugureshes mimeni. You are divorced from me, but you can't marry anybody else. It's a real Russia. Right? You're divorced from me. I don't have to, I don't have to support you. <laughs> You're divorced from me. But I'm not allowing you to marry anyone else. Does that even work? Harei me many, but iat mu teres l'chol adam. 
By the way, what just happened there? Do you hear what happened, the way we set it up? What just happened? What, what did he remove? The Kenyan. The Kenyan. But what did he not remove? Hectish. The Hectish. So he basically is trying to do, in that case, he's trying to say, let me ask you a question. Let's say the guy, let's listen to this. Listen to, let's just think, let's think, one second. A man's married to a woman, they have no children. No children. He says, You're not, you're not much to the whole world, but you're divorced from me. He dies after that. No children, he has a brother. Do they have to do chalitza or not? No. No? Why? He's not married. There's no kinyan. Is chalitza... And you think, right? So in such a situation, imagine that you can come up with a situation where you can create a divorce... No, I disagree. One second, one second. Which is what, what, what the doctor is saying, is you can create a divorce where he's, she can't marry anybody else... But she's no longer his wife. Well, I don't know if you could create a situation where you could have break the Kenyan but not break the. So let's look at the one second. Look at the Gemara. One second. Got to be, has got to be one that releases her from the hectors because if he dies, there is no Kenyan. So the, the function of the chalitza versus has got to be strictly on the hectors. Not on the... The Kenyan has to be removed once the guy's dead, right? You would think. The Kenyan is removed. So why are, you calling, why are you calling her the Eishas Hames? Lotia Eishas Hames. She's no longer the Eishas Hames. I mean, the Indian, the Hector, she's Eishas Hames. Okay? I think that that's probably correct. Probably correct. You would think that the Kenyan's for sure gone once the guy dies. So the Khalif is only to remove the Yisr. So even if you don't have the Kenyan, the Khalif is still necessary. But that could be... Sam, that could be only if a man dies where at the moment of death he had he was married to this woman. But if at the moment of death he was already divorced in the relationship, so then when he died it wasn't his wife. It was true that she was also to the whole world because of him, but it wasn't his wife. So if he dies and the Kenyan's removed, but at the moment of death she was married to him, there was a Kenyan, so then you need Khalitza. But if a day before that Kenyan was removed and then he dies, so maybe you don't need the kid. Maybe you don't need the Khalitza. I understand. I understand. Once, the brother-in-law is no longer the brother-in-law once you remove the Kenyan. Well, once you say the Kenyan... The, the, the Correct, brother, right. I understand. That's why, that's why so this... It, it's as if anyone could do Khalitza. But I thought... I mean, there's, there's no, the brother-in-law is not related to her one day. <laughs> well, but if you go back to the Torah and say the Kaf... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, explain the calf he will take like, <coughs> yeah. as two functions. One, Kenyan, right. right. So if you remove the Kenyan, yeah. the old, right. so to speak, yeah. the part of the second part yeah. of the calf from the Torah, yeah. hectic has not been removed. Has not been removed. Has not. I understand. Listen. So let's let's look at this. I want to show you something. The same way we just said, and this is where we're going. The same way we just said that kedushin creates two elements to this halachic marriage called kinyan and hektish or kinyan and iser. Then we would think that get does the same thing. That when there's a when there's a gerushin, it has to remove, in a typical case, both these elements. You take a look. The most succinct one to say it is the Raga Chavagon. The Raghav Shav in Tzavah Tamech says this many, in many places. I chose one where he writes as follows in Osfor, Get Shalonu, our get, 
Yeshbo Beis Gedarim has two aspects. There's two things that have to be unraveled, undone. Hafgas ha Iser, the removal of the hectish of the Iser, uptur mikinyano, and the release of the Kenyan. These are the two things that have to happen. The Tveris Yankov, Rabyakov Gazuntait. Right? Yes. Yes. Gitten Daf Pebez. He writes as follows. Based on the Gemara and Gerishin and Daf Pebez. He says you have to see this beautiful line. It sets us up for the get to Vienna. There are two aspects to, to Gerishin. And by the way, it's so interesting because at a Gerishin, there are two things that are said. Just listen to the language. Why, why those two things? Just say it. Now we understand why both things are said. So that's what the Tzvaras Yaakov explains very beautifully. <clears throat> so he says as follows. Now we have to really figure out. When you talk about a woman who is divorced... That's also to a Kohen. A Gerusha is also to a Kohen. What does it mean to be a Gerusha with regards to the Yisra Kahuna? Does she have to be divorced from the Kenyan? Does she have to be... Now, in most cases, a divorce is a divorce. She's a, she's a Gerusha. You don't have these cases in 99.9% of the cases <laughs> because a divorce is a divorce. She's, she's, the Kenyan's gone. The Yisra's gone. She can remarry. The whole thing is ready to go. But... Imagine a situation where only one of these two elements is released. Then we'd want to know, well, if she also took a wound or not. And then the question would be, when it says that a Kohen can't marry a Garusha, do we mean can't marry a Garusha who is divorced from the Isilyama, or can't marry a Garusha who is divorced from the Kenyan Labal? So imagine a situation. A man says to his wife, now again, we hold this doesn't work, but imagine according to the Sheikh of Rabbalazar that says, you're divorced from me, but you're not mutter to the whole world, and then the guy dies. Can she marry a Kohen? On the one hand, she was divorced in the Kenyan. She's a Garusha. On the other hand, she was never divorced with regards to the ability to marry everybody else. So from that side, she's not a Garusha. Now the Kohen comes along. She's an Almona. So she's an Almona and a Garusha. She's a Garusha regarding the Kenyan Baal. But she's an Almona regarding the Isiliolam. Now a Kohen comes along. Right? Why can't a Kohen marry? She's not much No, then the guy dies. Then the first husband dies. So now she doesn't have the Kenyan Baal. She doesn't have the Isiliolam. So now what happens? The king wants, the coin wants to marry, goes to the rabbi, and says, well, she's a garusha. He says, no, she's an almana. What do you mean she's an almana? Yeah, he said, she was never much of the whole world. Yeah, but she was a garusha. mean, from the guy. So we have to figure out, well, what is the isra kahuna? The isra garusha lekohen, is that the garusha mi kinyin or the garusha mi yisr? Ah, that's a good question. That's what we call a lumdisha question. And that's the Gemara in, in Pebez. Yes, Rebelli. I think there's a fallacy in Okay, okay. You wouldn't be the first one to say that. Yeah. If, you need, if you need two elements yes. to be married, yes. then the elimination of one of them breaks the marriage. Why? That's only if one is totally on the other. Well, it's only if one is dependent on the other. If you're married with one of the two, either Kedushin or Kenyan, you're saying that you need both. I'm saying there are situations where it could happen, like a cotton. The, the fact that there are... You're saying, for a regular case where you could, where both... Yeah. So, so once, you, once you eliminate one of those threads, by definition, <clears throat> but that's, all the is gone. But that's still... Like, but, but isn't that still only if they're dependent on it? Let's say when you get married, the way I see this... By the way, if you were going to say that... They're not dependent on each other, they're two separate things. 
But you need both to be married. If, if, if I have a contract with you and it has to be A and B, and B is in there, we don't have a contract. But who says it has to be A and B? Maybe it is... It's, no, it's, it's, it is both A and B. It doesn't mean that it has to be A and B. It means in most situations, in a standard condition, two things happen simultaneously, not dependent on each other. There's both a Kenyan that's created and a Hektish Liyama, an Liyama that's created. Unrelated, simultaneous. So I would make the case, even, even in your odd cases, as a cut and stuff, right. that is not, that is, that, that's not a marriage. Because they don't have both. But 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 then you have but but then you you are saying that they're dependent on some level. If you create two things that are independent but simultaneous, then why can't one exist without the other? You're saying they're dependent on each other. You're saying that that they're two not dependent, not dependent, simultaneous. But they both have to exist, or or, or the contract doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, let's say like this. Let me, let, me, let me tell you an interesting situation. Let me tell you. Along, along your line, just to take it to the next level. The Gemara says it's a fascinating Havamina. You know, every Havamina in the Gemara has been taken seriously. They're not just, you know, right, before we get to the Mascara, we have to take up some space. Let's throw in some, some ridiculous Havaminas. Every Havamina is serious. The Gemara has a serious Havamina. I would have thought that if it wouldn't have said Haisha Nikneis, it would have said Haish Kone, that a man can marry a woman against her will. Haish Kone. You go over to a girl, you grab her by the hand, you say, Haram Kadesh asleep. She says, Are you crazy? I'm out of here, you sicko. And he says, Haram Kadesh asleep. He brings the two Adam. And he said, The Gemara says, I would have thought it could work even Baal Karcha. The Gemara says, No, no, no. Hishnikis tells me, Me die to inch, let me die. You need her das. Fine. Thank God for the maskana. But what in the world is the Havamina? What in the world is the Havamina? It's a crazy Havamina, no? So all the Rishonim are jumping on their heads to find the Havamina. The, the Gemara and Baba Basra talks about forcing someone to sell something, forcing someone to buy something. Very difficult Havamina. Gerishin can work against the woman's will, Minatoras, maybe Kedushin also. Gerishin, you have already have a relationship. You can walk over to a, a woman on the street. That would make some, that would make interesting uh, speed dating, right? You know, boom, boom, you know. There was a situation that in high school, kids would, Kidding. That's not Balkarcha. That's not Balkarcha. The girl wanted it. The guy wanted it. They had their friends. So then, that's serious. They brought, they used to bring those cases to Rav Moshe. You know, you're in Camp Mosheva. I remember. I had two friends that got married in Camp Mosheva. In <laughs> Moonlight Cottages also, I remember, uh, I remember they got married. One's a big Rosh Hashiva now. <laughs> married to a different woman. But I'm just saying, they got married, you know, because he was 10 and she was 9. They had a whole wedding. But she, at least he was 10 and 9. So that, that uh, you have a little bit of a, uh, of an app. But it happens when the girl's uh, 12 and the boy's 13. And everybody's laughing. And then it's not a joke anymore because she can't marry a Cohen. Right? Unless, of course, she stays married to this guy. But that would be strange to go through a high school like that. Right? So with that, so, but they, they have to take these things seriously. So now, listen to the following. What's the Havamina? A man can marry a girl by karcha? How do you understand that Gemara? How do you understand that Gemara? Very complicated and difficult Gemara. So Rav Moshe and Debris Moshe takes the Rishon and says, he doesn't think that what the Rashbah says is correct. He doesn't think this is correct. He says this, but this is what it means. And if I can, I, I, I didn't ask Rav Moshe, but if I could take Rav Moshe's words and add a little bit based on what we're saying, he says something like this. There's two aspects to Kedushin. Not, I shouldn't say that. It's not what Rav Moshe says. Let me tell you what Rav Moshe says, then I'll tell you what I, what I thought. Rav Moshe says there's something called a pilegesh. <coughs> a pilegesh is a woman who agrees not to be your halachic wife, but to be your partner. Be your, um, you know, partner. Pilegesh, someone who said it. She's not going to live with any other man, she's going to live with you. There's a whole shadow where the pilegesh is mutter for everybody, or only for a king. Let's assume that it's mutter for everyone. So let's say she agrees to be your pilegesh. So the Gemara has a havamina. Listen, it's not like you're going over to a stranger on the street and you're saying, Hariya Mukudeshusli, and then she has to be married to you. What you're saying is someone you have a relationship with, you've been living with her for a year already. 
And then you say to Haram, she says, no, I don't want to be married. Because you're in that case, Rav Moshe says, maybe there's a Havia, since there's already a relationship. So you've gone, you know, you've gone 50%, maybe you, against who will, can take it to 100%. Maybe there's such a Havia. I thought, maybe, maybe this is what Rav Moshe means. Maybe, if not, then we can give a suggestion. Maybe let's say a woman agrees to have the Kenyan Labal. She agrees to have the relationship with you. She goes, listen, I want to have the relationship with you. Halachit, Kedushin, the Kenyan element of Kedushin. But I still want to be able to, you know, I still want to be able to go out and uh, be with other men. I want to have the Kenyan without the Hektish. I would have thought in that case, a man could say, you know, listen, the moment you agree to the Kenyan, so that means I have that relationship, then Balkarcha against her will, I could say you're also to the whole world. That's... Right? That's a little bit better, no? That's a little bit of a better Havamina. I thought that, I like that very much. Once there's a ha, once there's a Kenyan, I would have thought, Balkarcha, you can add the Hektish as well. Kamashmon, you can't even do that. But that doesn't necessarily mean, but the fact that there's such a Havamina, so the question is, what's the Maskana? The Havamina is that they really, you can really create one, right? And you can, the other one is almost like, you know, it, it, against her will, it's almost like completely separate. Is the Maskana that they're always together? And if one doesn't work, the other one doesn't work, like Ellie's saying, or is it no, they're completely separate. But in a standard Kedushin, you, in order to have both, you have to have them both midaita. Is that because, so, 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 again, just because they usually, in most cases, in a standard Kedushin, both come simultaneously together with one word, hareyat mukudeshesli, hareyat muresesli, hareyat knuyali, does not mean that they're necessarily dependent on each other, which means one can exist without the other. And if that's true, then maybe when it comes to the Gerishin, one can be popped off without the other. There are those who disagree. There are those who say that there is no such thing as a Kenyan. And there's those, you know, so, so, let's just assume, according to this approach, I think it works very well. That means, so that's what the Tferis Yaakov says. And now we want to know, when it comes to the Isser Kahuna, is it a Gerusha, she was Megureshes from the Kenyan, but not Megureshes from the Yeshesish. By the way, this appears many, many places, many, many places in Masech the Gush. I'll give you one other example where this may have a very important yisod, and that's as follows. The Gemara says that when a man marries a woman, there are three things that are necessary. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, three, th- three possibilities. Bekasef, what's the other one? Bishtar or Bebiya. Right? Fine. Is there anything else that's needed when you marry a woman? So you just go over and you give her a ring? What else do you have to do? You need Adim, right? That's something outside of you. I mean, part of the condition. What else do you need? You need her das. So, but what, anything else you have to do? Anything you have to do? Who? No, not for Kedushin. Not, that's for, that's for Chuppah. For, yeah, it's over Kedushin. Right, that's, let's say, Kesef. You're under the Chuppah. You're the Messiah. Let's go over this. Let's go over this. I have to review this, right? Because next week, I'm, you know, we have a wedding. So, a man says, Harei Abu Kudash. I just gave it away. A man says, you have to say something. There's two aspects to the Kedushin. The giving of the Kesef. And there's also the Harei Amukudashisli. So there's a whole machlokas in the Rishonim. Anybody have the time by any chance? Oh boy. Oh, we have to go. We have to go. Oh, okay. So let's, 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 let's go two minutes. Two minutes and we'll end, we'll end here. Because it's a very interesting episode. Harei Amukudashisli. I was planning to go for 25 minutes today because I know we started late and we have a bar mitzvah. Okay. Harei at Mukudashisli. So there's a whole question. Why do you have to say Harei at Mukudashisli? Why do you have to say that for? So what's the obvious reason? Because otherwise, maybe you're giving her a present. How, did she, how does anybody, how does she know? How did the Aiden, how does anybody know what's going on? Right? So you go over and you say, Harei at Mukudashisli. Maybe the 
maybe the um, maybe the the money that you're giving is kesef matana. No one knows what no one knows what it is. You would not cater that. Huh? <laughs> right, right, right. That's true. In such a situation, you probably don't need to say the amira. That's called asukin biosawinyan. <laughs> right. But you need to say the amira because otherwise, no one knows what's going on. Right? <clears throat> That's not what the Ritva seems to be saying. The Ritva says. That the reason for the Amira is that's part of the Kedushin itself. Part of the Kedushin itself, part of the Kicha itself, is that when it says Kiyikach Isha, Kiyikach means you have to take a woman through two things. There are two things that are going on. One, you have to do Kesef, you have to give a Shtar, you have to be Boel, Bia. And there has to be an Amira. Not because otherwise no one knows what's going on. Because the Kicha of a woman has to be done in two separate ways. The Maisa Kesef, the Maisa, the Maisa Kedushin, and the Amira's Kedushin. And that's why, by the way, the Gemara says that if she, if you give the Kesef and she says, Hare, what is it, Hare At Mekudosh Li, so then that would not be good. At least the Gemara has such a suffix. We assume that it would not be, it wouldn't, why wouldn't it be good? Because it says, ki yikach, it has to be done by him. What has to be done by him? Both the giving of the kesef and what? The saying of the harayah mekudeshesli. Well, what is the shtar? <coughs> That's a good question. Alright, harayah uh, mekudeshesli, le victor. Right? Le, le, right, le, le plony almoni. Now, well, what is that accomplishment? What's the amira? You tell me. No, the, the shliach, when the shliach says... What do you mean? Yeah. I mean you're giving him a shtar. Right. The woman a shtar. Forget the shtar. Let's the say kesef. Let's say kesef. You give the man kesef. Say, go marry this woman. What's he goes. Shtar? Shtar is not as Shtar is not as clear because shtar, it, you might not need amira at all. You ne- might never need amira by shtar. You need amira. Not by shtar because in the shtar it has the amira. So I don't want to use shtar as the example because Rashi says you don't need amira by shtar. Huh? She has to know what it is. She has to know what it is. But she doesn't read it out loud. Bia needs it. Yeah, Bia could be Bia's nus. You know what Bia is. So what do you need both for? So what's the answer? Um, it's a setup. What's the answer? The answer is there's two aspects of Kedushin that are created by two different parts of the Maisa Kedushin. When a Maisa Kaddish something, he doesn't, he doesn't do a Maisa with it. He says, this is Hektish. So the Amir of Kedushin creates the Hektish. And the Maisa Kenyan, the Maisa Kesef creates the Kenyan. That's what I was thinking. But then I had this big gigantic question. And the question was, how would we, how does any, why would we say that Kicha means Amira? Kicha Cheshisha and Kicha Leve Kesef. Kicha means Kesef. Where do you come off saying? How could you have such a goal to say that Kicha means Amira? Where does it say that? How could we possibly know that? So the answer is, and I found this in, a, in the Mishnah Rishonah, which is a commentary on the Mishnayas, and in all places, Meister Shani. Because when you pull the Meister Shani, there's a Shalom where you have to say, this is, you have to do an Amira there too. <clears throat> so the, the Mishnah says something fantastic. Fantastic. And that's as follows. Every single time in the Torah. Every time. Every time in the Torah. As a matter of fact, I would venture to say that this line appears in Rashi al Torah more than any other line in Rashi in the whole Torah. I would say that he says it, I think I actually once put together a list of the times that he says it. I think he says this 
10, or 15, 10 to 15 times. And that's as follows. Any time the word kicha is used by a person, that someone took a person, Moshe took Aaron, Hashem took Adam, Vayikach Korach, what is it? Oh, Rashi always says the same thing. En kicha, elabitvar. What do you mean you take? Kiyikach ish isha, man takes away. You take her, what do you pick her up and you take her away? You carry her away on your shoulders? What's, what's kicha? Kicha by a person always means amira. It's always amira. So the fact that it's kesef, that's the chiddush. Amira, the, tar, the Gemara doesn't have to tell me kicha is amira. That we know. En kicha with varim. Kuchui machem, dvarim. So kicha, kicha chishisha means you need amira. That's to create the, the, the isra, amira. It's always amira. The chiddush is that kicha also means that you have to do a maisa kedusha, you have to do a kesef also. But why do you need both? Is what we said. Amira is for the iser and kicha is for the king. So now what we're going to do next week, we'll we'll continue and we'll and we'll finish and say that by the get of Vienna, maybe what happened, maybe what happened. This is part of the discussion, and it's really part of what Ellie and I are discussing right here, and that is. In that Gerishin, whether he said it or not, is it possible that only one aspect of the condition was removed and not the other? In which case, <clears throat> you would still require the Chalitza, even though he gave the Gerishin in the first place. And that's what we have to continue next week. So we'll do a quick Chazara next week, and we'll go, and we'll continue, and we'll... Yeah, sure. <clears throat> both? According to the approach that Amir is part of the condition, then they're witnessing both. According to the according to the approach that Amira is just to clarify what's going on, they're witnessing both, but they're not really witnessing the Amir, they're witnessing the Kedushin, and the Amir is just to tell them what's really going on. Well, but, but if the Nehemiah wants left, after... If what? If the, if, if the witnesses left yeah. after... Right. Without the Amira? Yeah, according to this. Yeah. How would you even know... If they didn't witness Amira, either there wouldn't be any Kedushin, there wouldn't be any Adim, without Adim, there's no Kedushin. How would they know, how would they know what's going on? Suppose they missed the yeah, by the way, by the way today, today, it could be that there would be, there would be a good Kedushin, because today, if you hold that the Amira is just to clarify what's going on, everybody knows what's going on at the Amira Del Rey. You don't have to be a Chach. Everybody knows. So that's clear. Maybe. But if it was part of the Kedushin itself, then they'd have to see it. They'd have to see the Amira. Think right, but what about the other one? Yeah, yeah. If, if, if you so can show up late, they miss Kesa. That would also not work. That would also not work. Again, according, if you really wanted to be sharp, you would say that you, you created an Isser without a Kenyan. I don't know if we go that far, but yeah. No, because I was thinking the other yeah. possibility.